Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 192 of Voices from the Bench. With a stuffy nose, my name is Elvis. I was going to say, my name is Barbara, and you sound different for the first time in 192 episodes. Finally. I'm a little under the weather. Got sick a little bit before Thanksgiving. A non-COVID sick, I might yeah. add. I was tested. Everything's negative. But uh, it is possible to get other illnesses during this pandemic. So. Oh, God. Well, you you sound stuffy. I'm sorry. Sorry about your luck. Yeah, it's the first day that I can finally breathe, so that's nice. <laughs> You take it for granted when you can do it. <laughs> yep, I know. So how was your Thanksgiving? Sick? Sick, yeah. It was no. pretty sick. Uh, not a whole lot going on. It was pretty low key, but that was all right. How about yourself? It was fantastic. Did I see pictures of you celebrating Thanksgiving in short sleeves? Yes, you did. Yeah. Actually, no us. sleeves. It was that beautiful. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We've had decent running weather here, but I've been too sick to enjoy it. Then. Yeah, well, what's decent running weather? To me, 50s. Okay. Yeah, agree. That's nice. Yeah. You can get going. You don't feel really hot. You don't get really cold. It's it's a nice balance. Wow. And this is Indiana, so next time you blink, it will be 22 and a foot of snow. So Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I've, I've, the only way I know that is because of you. Yeah. Okay. You're, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You can enjoy the seasons through me. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. What's happening? We're recording this the Friday after Thanksgiving. Are you not working? No, I'm not freaking working, but I'm going in on Sunday. Oh, well, that's still just as bad. Yeah. I at least wanted three days off. So. I'm surprised the lab closed today. Yeah, well, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> but we're closed, and I'm enjoying it. I went for a run, took the dogs for a walk, decorated my house, which I never do this early. I don't know what's happening to me. Decorated it. I haven't put the tree up, but everything's decorated, so I'm all good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm avoiding being told to get the tree down from the attic, so just <laughs> don't say that too loud. Okay. <laughs> So, hey, do you need a great new shirt, a long sleeve, or hoodie to show off how great of a dental technician you are? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. Barb and I are selling podcast shirts again with the phrase on the back, dare to say no to bad impressions, based off the old 80s logo of dare to say no to drugs and violence. Yeah, we're actually doing pretty good. We sold quite a few already. Sweet. So they're sold in batches. So you have to order before Sunday, December 5th of 21 to get one. And then they'll ship about December 13th. They make great holiday gifts. Hint, hint, hint. I will because my girlfriend, Sharon, she inspects impressions all day long. I got to get her one. Oh, that's great for someone that has that job. Yep. So head over to VoicesFromTheBench.com and look for the Dare to Say No shirt link and order one today, or at least order before December 5th. And remember that always, Barb and I are not here to make money off of you. We donate 100% of the profits towards the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology. We make zero money. We give it all back to the industry that has made it possible for this podcast to exist. That's right. And always will. And without it, Barb and I would have nothing to talk about, (laughs) except running and weather, apparently. And alcohol. (laughs) And that, too. (laughs) 
So this week, we are again back at the Preet booth from the Whitmix Digital Forum that happened last October. This great event featured many speakers that talked about the future of the digital workflow in our industry. And this week, we talked to a speaker and a vendor from that event. First up is a wonderful and uplifting lady that recently moved to Florida from Kentucky, Whitney McCarty. Whitney sits down to talk about her unique journey to become a digital dental technician, how she chooses or doesn't choose between 3Shape and ExoCAD, and the importance of CAD when doing full arch cases. And then we sit down with Gene Peterson, CDT, who is the Director of Technical Development and Learning at Sterngold. Gene talks about his background in labs, the history of Sterngold, and something we didn't know, it's one of the oldest companies in the industry, and how Sterngold has gone from manufacturing ERA attachments all the way to implants and minis. So join us as we chat with Whitney McCarty and Gene Peterson. Whitmix's new VeraWash resin cleaning station is the ideal piece of equipment to use in the 3D printed resin post-process. Its oscillating multi-speed stirrer produces or tornado-like vortex every 30 seconds and guarantees efficient, effective, and powerful cleaning whether the units are individual or still attached to the build plate. The two alcohol baths make an effective step wash system. It cleans more efficiently and there is less alcohol needed since it is reused for both a fresh bath and a dirty bath. The VeraWash's intelligent design offers features such as mode, time, and a start-stop button display which gives the operator full and automatic control of the cleaning process. A mesh basket used in the wash container makes it easy to keep track of all small printed parts when cleaning. The affordable unit's one-year warranty ensures peace of mind for the owner. So visit them at whipmix.com or call 1-800-626-5651 for more information about this great new product. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench the interview we're, we're going to go right into this okay. because this is wetney yes <laughs> wetney mccarthy is it mccarthy 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 no right ruin both names you better say it about five times if you want it accurate from this whitney one. whitney whitney mccarthy mccarthy without my southern accent you are you're big online this is how i know you big three shape yes now ExoCAD. <gasps> wow. Yes. yes. But both. I still... You dabble? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so honestly, what I learned and knew and grew in in 3Shape is what helped me be able to take off in ExoCAD. Yeah. When I first started using it, I was like, wait, this is a different way of thinking. It's a different type of system. 3Shape is more of like a design tree yeah. Workflow, yeah. right? Yeah, it's good for production. Yes. ExoCAD is more of like an open, I can go here and back there and here and back there. So like, do you like better? Steps. Oh. Oh, I think you like ExoCAD. Wearing a three-shaped t-shirt. But you know you're on either camp, you know, or yes. both. Because there's some yeah, good like, here and there's some good there. And it's, 
three shape the people there and the the family of friends that I've developed there yeah. couldn't be replaced with anyone. Sure. Like really, really good people. And the what I learned through three shape, I could not put a price tag yeah. on it. Literally, it launched me into everything that I'm doing now. And Mark Dixon, yep, he spent so much time just training me personally. And why? He, <laughs> you know, I asked him that. I did. I was Why like, did you know, single you out? Probably because he saw genius in you. Well, <laughs> hello. What else is there? Oh, this is my girl over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I asked. I'm like, you know, thank you so much for your time. Like, because I know so many people ask him for help, and he said you were nice, and you said thank you, and you were appreciative, and we just jived, and I would ask him questions, and then he would ask, like, the digital denture thing was what he wanted to know more about, and so once he got me up to a certain place, he asked me about the dentures, and then we started working on that, and then the thing about Mark, and this is the thing about the study group that I think that if you could read between the lines for what it is, telling someone how to do something click here, click that, do yeah. this, that, that does not help anybody. You're going to run into that situation again. And they won't be there to tell you to click Yes, here, click it's there. the understanding of how it works. If you can figure out the inner part of what makes that software tick, you're, you're then you get that's it. it. You like you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. Yes, and that's what Mark helped me do. He didn't tell me, hey, this is what you do here. He would say, Imagine if you could do this. Mm. Well, what if you could do that? Well, does this go together this way? And I would go back over it, and I'd watch him do it, and then I'd study my notes, and then I'd go back over it. And one day, it just clicked. And it was right before COVID hit, and I was on fire. <laughs> like, That's awesome. COVID hit, and I was like, what? What just happened? No, like this can't be happening. And so I just continued to study and dig in. And I mean, and then for ExoCAD, I'm not going to say I've changed over because at my job, that is what we use is ExoCAD. Yeah. And that's what I use. I design hybrids out of ExoCAD. But I use the same principle for how I did them in 3Shape is the same way I do it in my ExoCAD. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And uh, one of the guys at the lab at Midwest that taught me how to... Start using uh, ExoCAD because the buttons are different. Sure, yeah. You know, the yeah. tools are different. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in ExoCAD and I'm like, man, I wish they did this and 3Shape does it. Yeah. And then I could be in 3Shape and I'm like, oh, I know ExoCAD <laughs> does this. Yeah, I wish it could yep. do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I, 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 I can't answer Don't that take sides. Don't yeah. Take, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. It was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> so Elvis knows you, yeah. but I don't. So yeah. like, what is your, what is your, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? You um, said you design hybrids yeah. and anteriors, posteriors, everything, bars. I like mean, what? I can do all of those things, yes. And I do thimble bars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can do like the zirconia overstructure bars. Wow. Nice. But, and I did more of those before I came to Midwest, but now it's the thimble bars now. Wow. And the hybrids. that. I don't really have time to do anything besides hybrids because I have a flow with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also oversee the milling there at Midwest. Not officially, but I'm, I'm a very much a huge part of it. Yeah. And kind of dialing in the milling on the full arches with the Hyperdent software and Mailbox software. And we have many different mills there. Sure. 
And then also just with the hybrid workflow, kind of what needs to happen to these cases and the things that develop and are changing, you know, going more digital, receiving ICAM files, PIC files, um, all those things and making sure that some people have a, it's kind of a challenge for them to understand how you can go from analog to digital and how you can correlate that information. Mm -hmm. Um, So I understand that so I help with that yeah um so that's what I do there wow um yeah, not, much. not much well, <laughs> yeah. not much not a whole lot I'm really bored actually. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of everything yeah <laughs> naps in the day yeah, yeah. Drink, drinking midwest? by two yeah. I don't know where that is so a midwest in arts Jamie Schropp is the owner president and founder actually he started the lab 26 years ago wow. in Iowa okay Yes. So I've heard of the lab itself, but I didn't know where they were located. But it's not there anymore. Well, they have. uh, So the one in Iowa is still there. That's kind of our home office. And there was one in, I think, Kansas City. But that one is in the process of uh, kind of fading out. Uh, We have one in uh, Connecticut. Almost oh, Canada, wow. Connecticut. And then we have a Sarasota location and That's a Palm Bay location. Okay. Because I'm in yeah. Tampa. Okay. And I said, I know Sweet. darn well Midwest is right, yes. right south mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Wow. Is that where you're at? I'm in Palm Bay, actually. Okay. So wow. Justin McElroy, he's in mm-hmm. Sarasota, mm-hmm. and that's the location that he oversees, and then I'm over in Palm Bay. Wow. Yeah, and Small Jamie's world. actually in Palm Bay as well, the owner. So. so what you haven't talked about is where you came from. Because yeah. this is interesting. Yeah. You were a in-office technician, mm-hmm. completely green. Uh, yes and no. So I actually started out in clinic back in 2011. So you were dental and assistant? Edda, expanded duties dental okay. assistant. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I, I placed fillings, really took me probably about five years to really feel like I was like, okay, I can do anything you need me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the process of that, I worked in endo, and then I transitioned into cosmetic full cases. Um, There was a doctor that really took me under his wing, and he actually was the doctor that launched me into the all-on-four cases. Yeah. He was retired, retired veteran, actually. Wow. Decided to come back to the university and teach, University of Kentucky, and he decided to start seeing patients here and there. But just the cases he wanted to do. So, good right, call. Right. <laughs> so, Wes Kaufman, that's his name. And so, we worked together and I had a blast. It was just a different transition out of, you know, your feelings, your oh, MOD, yeah, MOD, like, yeah, just full mouth rehearsal. So, you're still doing clinical at this point. I was, yeah. So, then that was up till 2017. And then a colleague of his that he worked with long ago that done the all on four surgeries came to the university. And so then we started going in there and doing the conversions with them. Wow. And then I started training on the surgical side and understanding what the implants were and how those kits were and, like, how the multi-units went on and the stat guides. Wow, yeah. Then when Dr. Kaufman actually retired, retired, Dr. Tucker, Stephen Tucker, is the oral surgeon that I was working with. I started working with him primarily. Okay. And making sure he had all of his parts. I was in the surgeries assisting Actually, that's intense. Yes, it is intense. A lot of blood. How'd you handle that? Um, I loved it. it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's um, and you've got to be a natural to love that. Just saying. Thank you. That's pretty special. It makes I I can't handle it. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's a life changing moment for the patient. Mm. Yeah. You know, they get to go to sleep and wake up with new teeth. 
And so I got into taking the records with those photos, uh, preparing for those surgeries, being in them, like I said, ordering the parts, and then went from there to implant clinic coordinator, still with Dr. Tucker, but I worked with the third and fourth year dental students at the university. Oh, wow. Yeah. So teaching them how to scan, take records, photographs for what they needed to plan for a surgery. You were teaching? Yes. The third and fourth year students. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So along with the oral surgeon. Then from there, I, and actually that university is uh, Strawman University. Okay, sure. He used Nobel for his all-in-four systems, but Strawman is that school's yeah, yeah. primary use. Yeah, and yeah. I learned a lot about implants there yeah, from the components Big and how time. they go together and what works and what doesn't work. Yep. And then from there, I went to work for Brandon Stapleton, yep. prosthodontist at Identity Dental Studio. He's and been on the podcast, yep. yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, him yeah. and Bart together. Bart, yeah, yeah. And a long that's, time ago. Yeah, that's how I actually know who Bart is because Dr. Stapleton is such a huge fan of his and yeah. his work. I mean, wow. geez, yeah, it's, Bart. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when I started working for him, he hired me as actually the lab manager and knew, and I left one thing out. So when I was at the university... I did Crown and Bridge CAD. Oh, okay. I trained with their digital dentistry team there. They had a lab in the school? Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. And they actually had a digital dentistry department. They were growing there. Dr. Uh, Marcus Abood, he was the overseer of that. And so he allowed me to train with them. So what system did they have at the school? Reshape? ExoCAD? Uh, in no, lab? No, actually they have <laughs> dental wings. Ugh. I oh, know, no. right? Right? Ugh. See, I left Think all that, that out, one, right? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> So Crown and Bridge, and then I actually started designing crowns for the faculty there because I worked at the faculty location. Yep. Yes, and so I was in clinic too. Holy schmoly! So I would go in before work, design, work, learn. Yeah. Spend my lunch break designing because I would be in clinic between and stay after and learn. And one of my supervisors there, she was like, "Whitney, you're not getting paid any extra for doing this. Why are you <laughs> doing this?" And I was like, "I love, I love it." it. Yeah. I, it's going to pay yeah. off one day. Yeah. I, I can't stop doing this. If I only did clinic and didn't get to touch a computer again, I would be so sad. Mm. And it wasn't long after that that Brandon had reached out for a job for me. And so when I, I started doing just crowns and flippers and that kind of thing, yeah. and because it was three shape, that was my first real use with three shape. Dr. Stapleton got all in. Yeah. I mean, oh. he didn't mess around. Uh-oh. I mean, he did a lot. With you know him? Wow. Well, we had him on the I podcast. I know, but I'm just saying yeah. Yeah. before that you knew no, him. No, I didn't know him before okay. that. No, he's yeah. very, he's like, okay, this is one thing I learned from him. Value. The value of something. Like, is this going to pay off for us in the long run? Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you've got to invest in it right now to get you where you need to be later. And I really, I learned that from him and still applicable in my life yeah, today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and so... He was doing his own designs for the all-on-fours. Not all of them, but the ones he could keep in-house. And I sat there with him one night and was like, I want to do that. And he's like, it's not easy. Mm. And I said, okay, but I'm going to learn it. Yeah. And so I started doing them, and then he was like, go. There you go. Do it. And I did started doing digital dentures, and I did that course with Whitmix. And that added to what I had already been training myself. Yeah. And then, of course, with him being a prosthodontist there, learning all the phonetics of the dentures being there was extremely helpful. And we just grew. I mean, we blew up. Yeah. So you trained in digital dentures as well? Yeah. Damn, she knows it all. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, Did you come to our lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just enjoy it. Yeah, it's you just can tell. yeah. Thank you, and I don't like not knowing how to do something because then I'm limited, mm-hmm. right? Like, or and then at least my understanding of it is for understanding how something works or goes together. I feel like I can't truly contribute to it unless I understand the whole thing. How often does Dr. Stapleton call to try to get you to come back? (laughs) Actually, I think they've got a good team there now. So yeah, there was a technician that we hired before I left. Was she at the last Whitmick show? Uh, So yeah, so she, Patty, she was already there and then there's Brandon, it was the new guy. And so I think Brandon hired a Brandon. Brandon hired a Brandon. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so they've still got their core team there. So yeah. Yeah. It was uh, not an easy thing leaving, but it was time. Yeah. But you went from Louisville. Florida. <laughs> Good call. So, right, Just saying, you, right? From I the mean, Florida girl herself. Literally. I mean, I walk outside every day oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, really? So when you showed up here yesterday and it was raining and oh, it's cold. Oh, I got off the plane in a t-shirt and I was like, oh, I didn't even, where's my jacket? Like, <laughs> you I don't see wear what I'm one wearing? Those, Short right? sleeves. I'm like, right? I'm freezing. I want to well, go back home. It's been cold in Florida <laughs> this week, though. I've we had my heat it. on, right? <laughs> just missed it. When there you guys turned your heat on in Florida? Oh, like God. Pretty much 75? <laughs> I know. It's weird, though, because I, I have my favorite place I like to go to eat. It's right on the river. If the wind's blowing, I'm like, no, we're not sitting over there. It's cold. cold. I have to sit over in the middle. Once you get used <laughs> to the heat. Like cold I, I know. is 65, right? 68. Seriously. Yeah. It's freezing right now. And you've only been down there for less than a year, right? Yeah, but I'm cold-blooded. So yeah. I, I, I need the heat. take long to get no. used to it. Mm-mm. Yeah, so you're I, out there laying on the rocks. Yeah, like a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Since July 2nd, that was my first day at Midwest NORs. Wow, that's okay. not that long ago. Yeah, no. And so, actually, I was looking for, I wanted to expand what I was doing and kind of develop what I specifically in the hybrid area and in a lab setting. And that's the thing, you know, I learned so much, too, about the hybrids with Dr. Stapleton. Sure. Clinically, you've learned a lot. Oh, my gosh. You can't get that in a lab. No. No way. And that's the thing. I could do my hybrid designs and then go in there for the try-in. see them. Like, remove their prosthetic, place the trying on get my own photos no talk to the patient are you doing that now no not now so i it's just lab now but yeah. i'm in the future the i think there yeah. may be plans for that type of thing because uh justin he go is able to go in and do yeah. those things now so it's really invaluable mm-hmm. and, and, oh absolutely and just knowing what you need to do from here like oh I could move this tooth, this tooth, that's not right. And then that's the eye cam was what I was d- using at Brandon's office. You had one of those things? Uh-huh, yeah. Do you know what that is, Barb? That's no. the thing where it looks like dominoes are in people's mouths. Uh-huh. And you take like a whole picture and it, yes. it's, I don't know if I'm explaining it's, it right. No, but it looks are. like they have dominoes in it their does. mouth. It does. I always say that when I'm telling someone about it. It's the weirdest looking thing. It, it's pretty crazy, but it's so extremely accurate and efficient and I can say that from getting records and then doing the design and being there just to feel that go in the patient's yeah, mouth it just oh, right in there passive beautiful fit. yes yeah. on a model yeah we make sure things are passive yeah, sure. Yeah, sure sure but it's a different kind of passive 
if you just got to feel it to understand it, it's it's, it's amazing. It. So does, yeah. Does the lab own the eye cam or? Yeah. Okay, so you loan that out to the doctor. Give us well, this information. Yes. Yes. So the doctor is uses it, and then Justin's there for the assistance, and and vice versa. Kind of they yep. lean on each other, right? Because yep. the doctor needs to know what information we need we need to know what the doctor and the patient is going for and so that makes things extremely efficient when we're moving the cases through and I think there are plans like I said to kind of bring that later to the Palm Bay side so yeah yeah it's very nice and the doctors appreciate it and like what I did in Lexington just being able to go to them we'll line your patients up you know three or four let's do it together knock those out get the records taken back and no model pouring no yeah. it's just a transfer of information well the whole iffy if i get the impression wrong i'm screwed for exactly. the rest of the whole case is done yeah. right it's nice that you have that i don't yes. understand how they work it's the there's dots and it's paddles i mean they're sticking out of the 4d information it is i've never seen it not work really not one time <laughs> i mean and from the jump i mean yeah. and and we had even, uh, because Dr. Stapleton had went to a course where he learned before we got the ICAM how to do the intraoral scanning and do it from there. And we would have success with some cases and then some there just weren't. Yeah. And it was unpredictable. So that's why we went that way. <laughs> and, that's cool. And it's yeah. super predictable, it sounds like. It is. Wow. It's very. I mean, I don't. I didn't create the technology. No, I just yeah, know yeah. it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, so lots of fun, exciting things going on, and I'm very much looking forward to what happens in the future. And today I was here speaking on the C-clamp. I was going to ask you about that. I thought that was uh, tomorrow, but you've, you you spoke on yes. the C-clamp. So yes. that's great. Yes. That's Roland C-clamp, right? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so Ian was actually, we shared the room, Mm -hmm. so he was in there for questions, you know, with mine, and I was in there with his, so it actually worked out really, really well. So do you do every full arch with a C-clamp? Absolutely. Okay. I would not do one without one. Because that's, this is what allows you to mill directly onto the facial. Mm Mm-hmm. So without the C-clamp, you're limited. Very much, and it's not... It's not just the facial, it's the angles that you're able to obtain. Because when you think about camming something that's got metal all around the sides, yeah. you can only, it can only turn so far. And, and, and then you're and, hitting metal. Yeah. 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 And so then huh. if that's open and out of the way, well, then if you've got your open face here, you can go this way, this way, this way. Yeah. I mean, and my preference is that I take that puck out of the mill and I don't have to touch it. So that's what I strive for every time. Like I said, we use Hyperdent and Mailbox. So with the Hyperdent, I really focus on the user-defined area, telling that burr where to go. I hope to get into the more advanced side of it where I'm making my own strategies. For Cam, that's huge. Yes. That's huge. You need to talk to John Wilson. He was on the podcast talking about that, and I was like, He's the man. Heck yeah. He's got it under control. <laughs> all yeah. of it. It's way over my head, guys. Yeah. Oh, man. Just saying, I've got all the respect for that. Oh, man. It's so neat. He's 
a legend. Yeah. Literally. Yes. I'm so thankful to know that. I man. mean, every lab, you get your mill and you just go with the CAN software they gave you. Sure. Mm-hmm. But opening that up. Yeah. That changes what you're doing. Absolutely. And that's the thing. And I even shared that in my presentation today. Yeah, I stole that earlier. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. You were there. Yeah. I just didn't see you. Just taking notes. <laughs> so when we first started milling full arches at uh, Identity, it was closed. The 52 didn't have a C-clamp. Yeah. So even it's so funny because the first one I ever milled on a C-clamp, I didn't mill it open face. <laughs> I was so used to doing it the other wow. way, and I got it out, and I was like, "Huh." I don't notice. <laughs> didn't even use. Didn't yeah. even use it. <laughs> yeah, I learned from that one, but it just progressed from there. And now the results that I get out of being able to define all the areas I need that to get to, you run into issues where the arch is really wide, right? Like there's not much you, yeah, can, you do, can do yeah. or only certain little angles that you can take, but any bit of information that you can get in there and take out undercuts is going to help you in the green state. Yeah. I don't like having to touch it after it's meal because the meal does such a nice job of leaving it so smooth, right? Then you go in there with a blade and yeah, burrs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to, you're, you're messing with the precision. You can't measure the pound pressure you have with a blade going at something. No, yeah, and you're working on chalk. Right, and it's precision designed. It should be precision milled. And so that's what I strive for each time, that I don't have to touch it. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, 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 no, wait. Am I there where I don't have to touch it? Yeah. On some of them. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. Like I said, you know, there's some situations where – you can't get it all because of their arch form. But for the most part, I feel like I am. And actually had a talk with uh, Jordan Greenberg. Um, he's the president of Hyperdent North okay, America yeah. last week. Talking to him about the, they have a very advanced system at the top where you can make your own cam strategies. He's got some excellent employees there. Yeah. Uh, Mark Fisher and Jonathan. I can't think of his last name, yeah. but they do that. And if I had something really difficult, I could say, hey, can you all help me with this? We had one that barely fit in the puck the other day, and Mark helped us with that. But it's with that advanced system that you can basically make that mill strategy do whatever you want. So you're changing the mill strategy for each case? Yes. So That's nuts. Yes. So <laughs> I go in and just I add, like, it, it has your basic, right? Yeah. Your roughing, your screw hole access, all those things, and then go in and add exactly where I need it to go to yeah. get all these undercuts out. And we actually recently, within the past couple of months, have had huge success with milling the rosin. Mm. And that, if you've seen on social media, has mm. been just a problem for a lot of people. Milling what again? The ro- rosin or rosin. I'm not sure which way is the proper way to say it. Yeah. Dan Rosen. Um, oh. Yeah, the screw that they have. It's so it's. Oh, that weird. Yeah. Flared screw. Yes, there you go. With that, it needs no, no parts. No tie base. Yeah. Yes. We're not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's over there? Oh, pr- oh, oh. oh you. <laughs> I think you all are close, right? <laughs> every, ca- every case needs a tie base. Every case needs a tie base, right? So uh, that is direct to multi-unit, right? So then you're talking about no you gotta get some room burrs for down error. In there. Yes, wow. zero. And the taper for that screw to catch 
And so it took us some time and some trial and error and working with Hyperdent, and we've got that dialed in very nicely. Do you ever do a full arch, get it all done, get it out of the center of it, put a screw and it drops right through? And you're like, crap. Well, that's what happened in the beginning. Yeah. When, when we were learning how to do that. There's nothing you can do. Not one thing you can do. You can't add to it. Nope. And you can't put it back in that clamp either because <laughs> it's not going to be the same, right? Oh, like if you wow. remove it, like it, lining that up specifically just for that arch, like mm, there's no way to really do that. I've tried. <laughs> Unless somebody can and they've got one over on me, but I've tried. Would you trust self-nesting software to handle the nesting? Because um, there's some companies out there that are I nesting like for you. If you understand what burrs do what, like there's a step hmm. process for what comes first yep. and second. Yep, and, yep, yep. You know, the just like where you place your sprues, you know, it's on that equator line, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this burr can go this far, this burr can go this far. Mm-hmm. So knowing what happens on the inside there and how to navigate that, I think some people could. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd say it would take me some training yeah. for sure. Because... Mailbox, Hyperdent, whatever, they do the core of the camming. Yeah. The main job is there. You're just editing little things that you want done specifically. Yeah, that makes sense. So. You spend more time catting or camming? <laughs> um, Sounds like you spend a lot of time camming. I do. Yeah. But I also spend a lot of time catting. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> I try to And you love both, it. which I is do. super important. Yeah. Sounds like you do. I mean, it, it matters, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have the most precision, beautiful, perfect design. If it's not milled accurately. Then yeah. it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. No, not a yep. bit. Then you, if you have tie base fit issues or occlusion or yeah. <laughs> just aesthetics even. Yeah, can the doctor says, can you take uh, the cervical of number 10 up about a millimeter and or or yeah just a millimeter and then in green state i'm sorry in the milling it doesn't mill out all the way you've got some undercuts there then how are you gonna yeah you can compare it visually sure and we have good eyes right like we're technicians uh you can compare to the stl but then where you lost that precision yeah so that's what we strive to do that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, too. It's great. I'm glad you're having fun because it's yeah, a lot of work. You are. I can tell. It's <laughs> contagious. Awesome. I love the I'm way glad. you explain it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so much smarter now. Yeah. I'm serious. Hey, you'll have to come see us sometime. I would love to. Yeah. That would be great. Awesome. How far um, away is it? Like maybe an hour? an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Probably not even. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be super cool. Actually... Have you heard about our Performance Dental Institute? So, like, we have Midwest Dental Arts in Palm Bay, right? This side of the building is a training facility. Wow. You would not believe it. It's trained phenomenal. dentists or trained technicians? Both. Nice. Yeah. So, we did a course back in September. There was a doctor there that is from Ukraine. Okay. Cosmetic doctor. His name slips my mind right now. Amazing Amazing. Yeah. Was doing veneers, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there was doctors that were there for that one. Yeah. And then we have a course coming up in November, and it's Brandon Cawford's Smart Denture Conversion System. Nice. So you'll have doctors and technicians. That's cool. Coming to that. That's the best of both worlds. So how do you find out about it? Tell our listeners. So where where would we go to find out about it? Well, so we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. um, And I post it. 
on my feed sometimes. I haven't shared it, I don't think, to like the dental lab technicians group. Yeah, yeah. I need to do that. Gotta check that out. Yeah. What's but it called again? Performance Dental Institute. Performance Dental <laughs> yeah. Institute. Love it's, it. It's amazing. You just wouldn't believe microscopes, um, full surgical suite, like on the stage. Wow, you gonna be up there teaching? Uh, probably Maybe one eventually. Day. <laughs> yep. From the sounds of yeah. it. <laughs> I think thank if you, you want to, you will be. That's yeah. like you. how you do things. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I, think, I think I want to. There you go. <laughs> I think I enjoy the learning so much. Um, we And there was another guy that was there, uh, which it was more for, like, our technicians, uh, Felix Pages. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. He's uh, great. He is. Mm-hmm. And what so funny. Uh, well, he's a ceramist. Ceramist. Master okay. ceramist. Yeah. 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 And he worked for Vita for mm-hmm. years, hmm. and he just, he's like all things zirconia. and He's really good. Yeah. yeah. And he's a great teacher. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Yeah. I would have loved to have known that because oh, I would have come to see him. Oh, man. For I sure. I mean, it, it was uh, very much a special thing for me to be mm-hmm. able to work with him. We still talk, actually. And wow. He went to the University of Kentucky, and I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. And so oh. Lee Culp, he was telling me when I was coming here today, he was like, hey, tell my buddy Lee. I said hello. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've had a lot of very cool mm-hmm. like connections and experiences there. So I feel like I'm still learning and absorbing and always right. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to the next get together. I think I've got some things lined up to do there in Chicago. Oh, are you yeah, going to be speaking in Chicago? Uh, so I don't even know if I'm allowed to say right now or not. I probably not. Probably so. not. But there's a, there's a couple things <laughs> lined up. Right. Maybe I'll just I'll I'll to err on the side of caution for now. But I'm sure I'll see you there. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you. I'm thank so you happy. All. Yeah. To finally meet hey, you. Hey, I know, right? Like I've seen you before, like interviewing other people. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's great. I'm happy, too. I love your story. Thank yeah, you. Me, too. Yeah. Thank you. And you're a lot of fun online. Thanks. You, know, you are, too. Yeah. We have lots of fun. Yes, we do. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much Thank for you. sitting down. Enjoy yeah, the rest of the day. Thanks for having me. You all, too. Yeah. Thank Go you. get a drink. I'm about to. What time is <laughs> it? I'm five yeah. o'clock. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Whitmix Digital Forum, day two. And to prove that the podcast is unbiased, <laughs> we are talking to... Gene Peterson from Sterngold. CDT, how are you, sir? Uh, it's good to be here. I'm so glad what you guys do with the uh, for the dental lab industry. It's incredible. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. What's your story? How long have you been with Sterngold? Uh, about a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. So my history goes back. I mean, I've been a technician for about close to 35 years. Wow. Started right out of college, working with some people that you were talking to recently, uh, learning how to make dentures, and uh, moved to Arizona and uh, started my lab and was a full-service lab, actually made dentures and then learned how to do ceramics and did everything and uh, did that for about better part of 18, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, had an opportunity to sell the lab and uh, went to work with a company that was doing a startup for digital dentures. So that was uh, back in 2000, I guess it was 2012. Digital dentures? You're kidding yeah, me. Wow, I was, that I was, was early. I was on the freeway driving home in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, thinking about what I was going to do after I had signed the papers to, to sell my lab and heard on the radio that a guy was coming into town to make digital dentures. And, uh, on the radio? On the radio, yeah. It was, wow. it was a new business coming into town. Went down there and uh, next morning and put a tie on and said, you know, what are we doing here with dentures? How are we making them with dentures? <laughs> 
thinking that. I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I back in the early 90s, I was working on the first Sarek machines that came into the country doing mm-hmm. beta testing yeah. with certain people and thinking how crazy digital was back then. Working and, with Norbert. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, back then, it was a bad temp machine. Yeah. Was a horrible <laughs> oh, one God, was a bad, it was, too. Anything, <laughs> if it was a bad temp machine. And how are we going to ever, you know, get over this hump and, you know, how long it took it to become standard of care, you know? Yeah. You know, I was into CEREC, and I did in-lab and you know, Nobel and all those things. And, I mean, digital is digital now, but I'm thinking, how in the world are we going to do dentistry or dentures? And same question with these folks. They had been doing implants for a long time. And they said, what left, what's left in dentistry to, to digitize? And they said, dentures. Yeah, and removable. so they set out yeah. to do that. So they spent some time developing that. And they came on the market in 2012. We, we launched, and they brought me on. And literally, I walked in there, and they said, We're the, you're the right person we need for a clinical staff. And, and I became their clinical go-to, and we developed a digital denture. And I uh, did that for nine years. Wow. Yeah, it was a big deal. Are they still around? Yeah. Can okay. I say who it is? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, as long as you <laughs> I, can. I say it a lot with a, with a lot of pride, at, you know, because I had a lot to do with it. Avident. Okay. No kidding. Yeah. I, it yeah. had to have been. There was yeah. nobody else in no, that early. No, Avident was huge yep. in the early development. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we were I the tip no of the idea. sword. Yeah, we were the tip of the sword. And uh, we did a lot. We did a lot for the industry. We, you know, we paved a lot of ways for what people are doing here. Were you there when Robert Cryer was there? I was there before Robert. Yeah. Robert, yeah. yeah. Robert and I worked side by side. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah, yeah. 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 He actually came in and took over the clinical role, and I went back to the manufacturing and continued to develop the uh, the acrylics and the, yeah. you know, the nice. our milling technology and things like that. So, yeah, we worked together until he went back to, yeah. to his lab micro. So, yeah. Yep. yeah, good guy. But, yeah, no, that was probably 2000. 16, 17, maybe. Yep. And so, yeah, my journey with them started in 2012. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was, a, it was a great journey. And right before COVID, an opportunity came up where I was put in touch with some people at uh, with Stern Gold, kind of roundabout. And uh, it was the right opportunity at the right time, and I couldn't pass it up. And it's been great ever since. So, obviously, you were familiar with Stern Gold back in your lab days. The first thing I ever bought was a Stern Gold part. Ever. My, ever. With my first credit card, my first supply piece of anything I bought was it was a, because I had borrowed tools, was a, yeah, it was an ERA. It was an ERA. ERA. Yeah, yeah, it was an ERA piece. And uh, I remember that. And, I mean, Sterngold goes back forever. Oh, I mean, yeah. We're celebrating our 125th year that anniversary old? next year. What did they start? 1897. No, it was an alloy company. It was an alloy company. There's only one. Well, it makes sense. It's called Stern Gold. Yeah, Stern. Well, Stern. (laughs) It was Stern Alloy, is what it was. Stern Metal. Really? Wow. In New York City. Yeah, in downtown New York City. And yeah, they, uh, you know, arguably one other company that's maybe older, and that's Garfield, because I think Garfield had an earlier start. Garfield. And. But as far as selling dental materials for dental purposes, we're it. I mean, you hear about the 100 years of this company and 75 of this company. Well, Whitmix, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that what's earlier. There, what's there? 100, 100 years. 100 years, yeah. It was 102 years ago. That is yeah. crazy. Um, but, yeah, Sterngold. Yeah, I remember the 100, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sterngold, yeah. So we're planning uh, some fun things next year. And, uh, sure. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, we're trying to dig out. It's funny the things we find. Because I'm in charge of all the archive materials, all the old stuff. Okay? Really, yeah. I'm still getting stuff from... People from, I mean, Bernie used to work there 20, 30 years ago. So okay. he, he tells me stories about the place. And I dig things out in my office that, that have been hidden for, you know, who knows how long. We have a cabinet of, of attached. We probably have the best selection of antique attachments in the world. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a boneyard. I mean, yeah. it's, but think of all the stuff. For sale? No, no. Oh, okay. I mean, no. Yeah. From sale. time to time. I don't know. Unofficially, from time <laughs> to time, if somebody gets to a jam, we'll pull it out. 
and uh, you know, yeah. we'll go digging, but yeah. we just don't know what's in there. But So the lab I used to be at was started in like 82, uh-huh. and the owners were big into Sterngold, and yeah. we had, it used to be called A.M. Sterngold? Well, is um, Stern, A.M. something? They had a partner, they had a partner, and they were Cookson. They were, okay. they were part of Cookson, their big alloy company, metal company. Yeah. Uh, Implement is what it was. Implement. Implement. Yeah. So yeah. they had Implement. In fact, I got over there on one of, on one of the models that has Sterngold Implement on the back of it. So that's what it was for we a long had time. ancient parts <laughs> in this lab from Sterngold. Yeah. I mean, so old. Well, the original Implant parts were all Implement parts because they bought in, Sterngold yeah. bought Implement. And so that's how they became part of that. And then they dropped that, you know, many years ago and now... And they separated from Cooks and now became independent. Now, yeah. you know, we're just on our own. So, so can you tell me a little bit about Stern Gold? Because I don't know as much as you do, obviously. Yeah. So, we take pride in having the first attachment. So, you've heard locator, the yeah. word locator. It's yeah, a yeah, great yeah. name in the industry. I mean, it's in the industry. It's, everybody knows about locator. But actually, we were the first to to devise. ERA was first. ERA was first. It was the first resilient, truly resilient what attachment. What does ERA stand for? Well, it, it's that's arguably it's. Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. Interesting. There's a controversy there. Really? But basically, it's a resilient attachment. Yeah. So, so, uh, so is Stern Gold all attachments? Well, no. We've been alloys. I mean, it was originally it was an alloy company. Right. And then we got into the attachments back in the six, you know, 50s and 60s and 70s. We were, it's nuts to think that you know, we had those back then. Some rudimentary attachments, you know, the, the GL attachment, mm-hmm. if you ever you know, worked sure. with those. You know, that was the first attachment they had, and they just built on technology that was out there. There wasn't a whole lot, and so they they just thought things up, and they pushed through, and and we became, you know, we, we, we put the ERA out there in the in the 80s, and it became the standard of care. I mean, it, everybody had ERAs. I know. It was huge. It was, yeah. it was huge. And then a few folks uh, that had worked, you know, in conjunction with, with Sterngold, you know, went uh, and formed Zest, yeah. and uh, they did the locator. That's how it works. Every and, uh, yeah, it's wow. all good. You know, yeah. it's all good. We have a great relationship with Zest, and we sell, yeah. we sell locators. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we love to sell locators. That's interesting. The Sterngold has been known for as the attachment company, I mean, for probably 10, 15 years. I mean, yeah. They sold more ERAs than anything. I mean, yeah. it was. What do you sell more of? Yeah. OD or PD? What does that stand you mean? OP, for? You mean the micros or the standards? This, yeah, even the standards. So it's either on top of yeah. like an overdenture or off the distal, which would be for a partial. A PD. Okay, that makes and sense. And we yeah. used to order OD, PD, OD. But yeah. we did more PD cases with. Yeah, the distal attachment. Yes. Yeah, the distal. I've done hundreds and hundreds of those in my lifetime. Yeah. And that was, like I said, the first thing I bought. So if we do sell those, those are kind of legacy parts now, even though we still sell the, and I'll talk about that in a second, but it would probably be the distal extension. Yeah. And we okay. have our ERA implants too, which is basically an implant with the ERA it's on top of it. It's a good distal option. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the best, it's the best option for a partial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is to get resilience and get good stabilization. It's just a great, nice. it's, it's a great product. So to answer your question. Now we're not so much attachments anymore. We are still. We still hold that very, very dearly to our heart, but we're, we're an implant company. We, okay. we manufacture implants. Well, what's replacing wow. attachments? Implants. implants. That's yes. why you don't see yeah. as many True. distal extensions because it's now the standard of care to put an implant in. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's standard of care is to have, I mean, how many people have a go home with a lower denture and they put it in a drawer because it doesn't fit? Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Do it. And so st- standard of care now for the ADA is to put... A couple of implants, a couple of minis, or yep. some standard implants in and, you know, secure it. That's the best way to go. So you know, we got into, uh, you know, obviously we've been doing implants, you know, since the ERA, you know, the implement days. Yeah. And uh, we've got several lines that predate our current lines of implants. Uh, we, we adopted the, uh, 
the mini implant, the small diameter implant, a few years ago uh, when 3M, actually it went from the MTech MDI, if you yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah. And uh, that went to 3M, and then when 3M dumped it, we, we took it over. And now we sell more mini implants than anybody else in the country. With the same wow. standard O-ring. It's, and it's the, all the same. And the, yeah. Yeah, it's wow. all the same stuff. You don't put an ERA on top of it? No, not the minis. Yeah. No, not the minis. We do have a small diameter. We have a small diameter ERA implant that has a, you know, all has a, so it's all one piece. Yeah, it's a standard abutment. But, uh, you know, the minis we sell tons because really yeah. nobody served that market. After, no, after everybody abandoned it. it. Yeah, yeah, everybody got, got away with it. So there was a little bit of bad talk about it because people were using them wrong. They were using them for crown and bridge. Sure. And, you know, they'd put two minis in and oh, put a post. Your crown on it, yeah, yeah, and there are people still with live with those in their head, you know, and they still work. But it's you know, as far as still doing it, is it good dentistry? Eh, That's debatable. (laughs) I'm being nice. Yeah, we preach conservative use of of minis. You know, if you want to do a single crown, make make sure it's a single, you know, anterior. You know, you replace number seven, a lateral, something like that. It's totally. I had a surgeon that always did it on people that weren't of age yet so like a 14 year old was missing it they'd put in a mini we'd make a crown on it and then when they became of age they'd remove it put in a legit yeah there's you know it's absolutely good to use them for single units i wouldn't do any bridge work on it obviously but they're but like i say there are rogue dentists out there that do that that, because they're inexpensive the patient needs something and they'll say we'll throw a mini in i mean i've seen them coming out of people's noses i mean they they just they really abused them for a long time so it got a bad name and they had a really small diameter. They had a smaller 1.8 that was breaking a lot, that's and that's really small. too small. Yeah. So um, they, we, get, we got rid of that, and that's the main reason. One of the main reasons 3M didn't want to deal with them anymore because they were snapping the heads off. They just torqued them off as they were putting it in the mouth. How the hell do you get that thing out after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a fun day. So, so we did the so you know so we've been doing the we've been leading the mini market we call it the more now it's the more more, more. I have it's heard a, that. yeah, yeah, yeah mini O ring that's yep. what the more stands yep. for and uh, we take you a guys lot know of, what that stands for but not ERA oh we like I say <laughs> there's a lot it's it's an inside joke about the ERA what it really stands for so I don't like to go out and say because people have heard one thing or the other yeah. but basically at the end of it is resilient attachment yeah, so okay. you can put whatever you want at the front. I get it. But, uh, yeah, there you go. We like Elvis. There you go. But And now we have our true and pure line, which is conventional, you know, standard implants. You have yeah. every restorative option that goes on top of it. All the, all the abutments. We have our, well, we talk about our uh, the ERA attachments. We have our snap abutments, which I'll talk about. Uh, it's it's very similar to the, to the locator. Uh, the ORA um, ball attachment that goes on there. So you know, it, those attachments go across, you know, 180 systems. So yeah. they're very wow. versatile. But including our own, our sure, own implants. Of course, yeah. And so, we, like I said, they're called the True and the Pure. And we've got uh, the Pure, which is basically it's a Zimmer screw, tapered screw vent. Not a copy. We don't call it a copy. No, it's compatible. It's, it's, it's compatible. It's substantially you know, compatible or equivalent, we call it. And then go. we have the True, which is basically a Nobel replace. <laughs> Uh, implant. They're not talking my language. Yeah, so. sorry, Barb. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting, but uh, I'm not an implant tech. But yeah, that's pretty cool. and 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 we, uh, you know, we're wrapping our our digital workflows around those, and and we've got some exciting things we're planning right now for guided surgery coming out, and it's uh, you know, you know, we were at uh, Lab Day West, and we uh, brought out a, a new initiative that we have, and we basically it's called our Lab Partnership Program, where we are going to our labs to help them engage their doctors to help them save some money. And basically we introduced a $99 package where you can get the implant and all the parts, all the restorative parts for 99 bucks. To the dentist? To the, to the lab or the dentist. Yeah. Wow. 99, so, 99 bucks for the implant? And all the parts. And wow. which parts? Any parts? All, all the restorative. They're all the analog parts for uh, the restorative piece except for custom abutments. So we have straight abutments or if you want to do a tie base, it would yeah. be included. 
or the, or the digital side. So whatever parts you're going to need to restore that, both on the lab and the clinical side, we're going to include those. You know, the screws and the healing caps and the analog. Does it come together? What if you place the implant and all of a sudden the parts you wanted to restore it with eh, don't really work with where you ended up placing it? Well, I mean, you're going to get the parts based on what you, you know. It, it, treatment plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The treatment plan is going to dictate what you get. So. Sure. And we'll support you however we need to to, to get you the parts you need. That's not a bad need. deal, 99 bucks. That's yeah. got to be selling like crazy. Oh, they, they were coming up to the booth to me at, at uh, Lab Day West and just, how can you do this? You know, it's like you yeah. cannot do this. We're not trying to drive the price down. It's just this is the value we can offer because we manufacture everything right in Massachusetts. I mean, it's all American-made. I mean, yeah. what does a Mini cost? It's got to be, I mean, I'm just saying this is better than a Mini. Yeah. You know, like, they're going to be in the $70 range. Is that how much yeah. they are? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 So just a little bit more, you get yeah. a much more substantial implant. You get a standard implant. Yeah, you get a standard implant. And you get all the restored All the restored components. parts, yeah. Interesting. And the clinical parts, too. So yeah. it's a great deal. So um, a little bit of a disruptor. You know, we knew it was going to be, and but we've got some good traction with it, and we're excited about it. So. Cool. Um, but great. like I said, we're an implant company. We, we sell implants now, and we're proud of that. And we're trying to wrap our heads around uh, digital workflows, however they work, whether it's guided surgery, whether it's digital dentures, whether it's, you know, single crown, crown and bridge implant you know crowns so yeah. that's you know that's the new way of the world way of the world yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's to. that's how we're going so it's it's an exciting time right now you know we're still lean and mean at stern gold it's always been that way it's a great culture very uh, much of a family you know when we're working Is it together family owned or it's, it's privately owned yeah yeah, wow. yeah. good do you ever miss being at the bench I do. I do. In fact, I have a lot. Uh, I have some opportunities to go back to the bench and do some things. We're, you know, we're doing a lot of testing of printing materials and milling material. You know, we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, we're doing, we're milling and printing dentures. So get to go back and do some things there. And I've got a bench in my garage at home. <laughs> but uh, the last couple of years I've been, you know, I have, I've had my hands pretty dry. But there are opportunities where, you know, we have uh, our technical department and uh, in in Attleboro, and we get to go back and get yeah, our hands dirty and it's yeah. fine. And whether it's training situation or whether it's actual polishing a denture or you know whatever, it's nice. it's it never gets out of your mm-hmm. out of your blood. You got to get back and use your <laughs> and use your skills because that's what's exciting about. That's why I became a lab technician to begin with. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Because it's it's exciting. I mean, it's a proud thing. Agree. So. That's awesome, Gene. Well, thank thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for it's stopping by. Been good to be with you. Thanks yeah. for yeah. spending some time. Yeah. Yeah, it's good been a lot of time with ERA parts in my life. Yeah. It, everybody <laughs> knows about Sterngold. Everybody yeah. say, they say, well, you're Sterngold. No, you're with Sterngold now. Wow. They've been around forever. Yeah, we, we have. So I had no idea it was that old. 125, 125 years. 125 years next year. So Very look impressive. forward. That's yeah. crazy. Hopefully it's my last rodeo. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm counting on that. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Gene. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks, guys. Yep, Appreciate Hey, Barb, did you know that Grow3x wants to help lab owners to get better at marketing their own labs? Yes, I do. And I think, from what I hear, they offer quite a number of marketing programs. Heck yeah, that's true. They just had a marketing summit earlier in November in Charlotte, North Carolina, where they had a bunch of lab and business owners present their best marketing practices. That is really cool. I really wish I would have been there. Me too. But now they're getting ready for their dental marketing master's program next year in May. This is going to also be in Charlotte. It will be a two full day workshop that goes deep into the why, how, and what's of dental marketing. So everybody listening, make sure you register early as Grow3x currently offers an early bird registration special. So how early is early? How early, you ask? Well... 
you have until the end of the year to save some big bucks. I gotcha. You know what other thing I really like about the marketing program? Do tell. Well, they have a Grow3x marketing scholarship for young dental marketing professionals under the age of 30. So that rules both of us out, Barb. <laughs> all right, all right. This scholarship offers free tuition for up to three young lab owners, dental marketing folks, office managers, and etc. I love that. Can you please tell me how to apply? Just go to the event section at grow3x.com. That's G-R-O, the number three, x.com. Click on the Dental Marketing Masters and fill out an application at the bottom of the page. Anything else you have to say? Absolutely, I do. You know I always have something else to say. <laughs> Grow3x will donate $100 per applicant to the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology. What? For the first 10 applications they receive. So remember, if you're under 30, which is not us, and interested in stepping up your marketing game, make sure you apply ASAP, ASAP, and no later than January 30th, 2022. That is fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Grow3x, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. A huge thanks to Whitney and Jean for sitting down with Elvis and I at the Whitmix Digital Forum. It was really a great event. I, I really, I think that was the first event that I've been to in a couple of years. So it was filled with a lot of great speakers and attendees, and we are happy that the two of you got to sit down and chat with us. We expect nothing but amazing things from Whitney in the coming years. I think she's speaking at Cal Lab. I just saw that today. Seriously? And, yes, sir. And what? if... You are on Facebook. You can see that she is very busy on ExoCAD and Three Shape discussion groups. And I know that she would welcome any questions that you might have. And she probably has a bunch of questions for you too. So that is what it's all about: learning, and growing from each other, so especially at an event like the Whitmix Digital Forum and beyond. We've got Chicago, we've got NADL, we've got all kinds of stuff coming up next year. So let's do it. Well, that's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye, Nasally. Bye. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that time of the year. Kids are back in school. Things are festering. Yeah. It's-